In the previous episode, we talked about rewards and punishment and how it supposedly doesn't work based on the book by Alfie Kohn. But does it really? Like how it was in our lives? How did we grow up? Um, I want to discuss this and dive deeper into the subject with you today on this podcast. So, Radek, like we are both grown men. We wow. had to go through school. We were graded in school. We were graded and rewarded by our parents, punished by our parents. So, and we we are fine. So, uh, tell me, really, like, maybe, you know, maybe we are wrong. Maybe this reward thing just works and we are just a perfect example that the system is good. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I can't judge all of it from my own experience, but um, I don't have an experience that would support the idea of punishing and rewarding children to get the behavior you want. Yeah, there are, there are several things that jump into my mind when I look back in, uh, in my life. And one of my favorite examples was how... Um, and this I can relate to this now, uh, how the system perfectly broke my interest in dancing. Mm. So I was uh, practicing ballroom dancing. Uh, uh, when I was uh, 12, I signed up and uh, I had a partner and she was a very good dancer and I was just a beginner, but very quickly we started dancing very well and I really loved it. I really liked it, you know, cha-cha-cha, samba, rumba, really good stuff. And I like dancing. I like, you know, moving around. And for me, ballroom dancing was very cool. Uh, I really liked it. My mom, my mom signed me up, actually, because she thought that, you know, I should, I should learn this. And she saw that I like dancing. And she was right. I loved it. It was so much fun. I was 12 and then I was 13. Uh, so I practiced this for two years. And something that crept in. That, that, that destroyed my whole interest in dancing were competition. Competitions. <laughs> Freaking competitions where we had to like buy, uh, you know, dress up, like buy new clothes. Um, uh, my partner, who, who was my age, like suddenly looked like she was 20 or something because they would put her like all the makeup and stuff and then hairdresser and all this stuff. They, everybody was freaking out about the competitions. We were practicing like crazy to do to, to, to do well in competitions. And I was like, give me a break. I just want to dance. You know? And in the end of the of the of this, like after two years of dancing, I just resigned. I decided no more of this stuff. I don't want this. Right. And my mom was kind of surprised because she saw that I really enjoyed it. I was like, Mom, I don't want this. If I have to, if if the condition is that I can do this unless I keep on competing, I don't want to be a professional dancer. My mom didn't want me to be a professional dancer, so that's why she related with this. But that's the thing. Why do we put the competitions there? Like, what's the point? Like, I just wanted to dance. Right. It's interesting that you say that because... Um you you did say to me more than once that you're the kind of person who likes competition that 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 you you do derive a, a sense of motivation from from competing you you mentioned this uh in the context of of sports for example and and that that you uh -huh. you do like a little bit of a competitive streak huh interesting i'm not sure now that i <laughs> that i do because <laughs> yeah i mean what I can say is that when you compete, there is stress involved. And the stress is is something that, you know, they would say you have to deal with it in the future anyway. So it's good that you, you get it. And I remember that whenever I was competing in anything, there's always stress. Like you, you're, you're like, you, you want to do well, you want to do good. Um, uh, but maybe because in this part, I mean, I, I think it depends. I, I think, I think. I think it depends on what, like, what's what's the point, yeah. right? For for me, the point of dancing was not competing. For me, the point of dancing was dancing, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
just like the same thing is right now with my triathlon, right? Uh, it's my hobby. And for me, the point of doing triathlons is doing triathlons. It's, it's not competing to be better. Uh, I mean, competing to be better against somebody if we like, like for fun, then yes. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 but it's not like, again, the fun part is to, is to compete against somebody and, and, and have this friendly competition, but not the competition per se. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I do. And yeah, it, it's interesting that, that we discussed this because yeah, it, it seems like competition might, might mean several different things. And we, exactly. we talk about it. And by we, I mean like in our society, we often talk about co- competing. Mm-hmm. We talk about competition in terms of like how uh, that's what makes capitalism. And we um, people are into sports and that's all about competing. But I I do think there are several things that come into this like you you do like sports but I don't recall maybe I just don't know the story but I don't recall you ever talking about those sports as a as a thing you do like like, like team sports like something you you'd do kind of try to do uh, maybe not professionally but but in that vein you you're into sports but it's the way you describe it it seems to me that it's for yourself that you're doing this to be fun and uh, the exactly. competitive streak you you kind of see in it is not really about competition it's not about winning or losing it's about just just catching that that little bit of um uh urge to be better but but not not internalize yeah. it really it's it's just oh like let, let's let's try to be better than than last time like mostly comparing yourself to yourself to be better but but still keeping exactly. it fun exactly and 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 this is what also was mentioned in the book and this is what i that's why i could relate to this because like very often we as kids like to do stuff because we like to do stuff yeah like (laughs) there is no other reason and and what i thought you know especially in this ballroom dancing example was that the competitions were for the parents you know, for the parents to see their kids dressed up, for the parents to see their kids, you know, being there in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Like, they were for them, not for us. Yeah. But, but they freaking spoiled the whole the thing for me, you know? Because my aim was not ever to be a professional dancer. Like, I just liked to dance. And and the same goes with, with, with the... With the ball, like, sports, as you mentioned. Basketball. I love playing basketball. But everybody who knows me... I'm very short. <laughs> so I'm not really professional basketball player material. Okay, there there were short players in the past. So it's not like it's not possible completely. So it's not impossible. But but still, I like playing basketball because I like to play basketball. Yeah. You know, because it's just fun. And and not because I want to beat somebody or I want to be, you know, a, a professional player or whatever. Um but but for example, I just have friends here who have their 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 uh, son who's doing basketball, and he's doing basketball like six days a week, and then he has competitions on uh, on Sunday. And I'm like, is it really like like do they want to like raise a professional basketball player or what, what's happening there? And I have a perfect example, counter example of um, of another friend who was doing that with her daughter. Mm-hmm. They would go to compete. She was a she was a swimmer. And she was like kind of semi-professional swimmer. So she would like practice every day, like every day grind, practice, and they would have competitions on the weekends. So would wake up in the morning, go and compete and whatever. She stopped. She hated it in the in the end. She stopped. And now she doesn't even go on her own to swim. Yeah. That that's a that's a that's a pretty popular uh theme in pop culture. You know uh, how how parents, you know, helicopter parents, get their children to be yeah. really serious about sports. And if if you and I don't mean you, the parent, you, the the person doing the sports, um, enjoy it, then yeah, great, go ahead. But I I do get a sense, and that, that's also uh, often the the pop culture theme that. It's mostly about the parents feeling good about their, themselves, not about their children, because like, come on, let's let's face it. What's what's the likelihood, you know, being a a, a professional sports person is is a very kind of sexy, appealing thing. But in reality, first of all, it's really, 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 really hard. Second of all, the supply 
uh, or the, the the potential supply is far greater than than the demand what's the likelihood you will you will be good enough to to be professional about this uh in in the future maybe you will or maybe it's just your parents kind of doing this to you and and not with you maybe just maybe Uh, because it makes them feel good about themselves, how you know great parents they are, and how their children are great achievers, and they can brag about it with their friends. Exactly, and and for, uh, to me, recently when I was um, when I started running, um, like a few years back, before I started doing triathlons, uh, when I started running already, um, I, I I did sign up for a race here um, uh, with a friend, and actually he asked me to sign up because uh, we were kind of babysitting his children because the race was for the children and we were like running along with them. Mm -hmm. So I signed up and we were running. It was fine. Uh, we did a, a 5K and then I, and I, and that was, you know, pretty good. Uh, and I checked the time that in which I did. And I was like, okay, it was more or less my time. But then I checked what I would have to do, what time I would have to beat to be in the top 100. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw that time, I was like, whoa. In the top 100 of a local race, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Not 100 in the world. No, top 100 in the local race, right? Not top 10, top 100. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> it was like a, a gap like this. You know, I would have to train. I don't know how much to just get to the top 100. You know, so so then you realize like what's the gap and what's the sacrifice if you really want to do it. So so as you said, usually the kids want to do some sports because they want to do the sports. It's, it's it's funny we talk about that about sports and, and competition because it's it's only tangentially related it is a little bit related but it's it's not the main point of the book we wanted to continue discussing but I, I i i do find it interesting like my experiences with sports when i was in school are uh well there wasn't much of it because it was It was not so much about competition or about punishments even, but it it was about uh, bad teaching and about sorting children, because when yeah. I when I started uh, in primary school, okay, primary school, long time ago, I was not very good at sports. Why wasn't I very good at sports? Well, um, that's I guess just a natural consequence of the fact that. My siblings were far older than, than me and not at all interested or offering or uh, anything like that to, to like play with me. I mm -hmm. also didn't like too many children in, uh, in the neighborhood. It's just for whatever reason, for whatever random reason, it wasn't a thing I did before school. It, it just wasn't. Like mm -hmm. th there wasn't much of a reason for it. it, it it's not that I was unusually slow or weak it was it was just plain average physically uh but i just yeah. I, i didn't play ball in the neighborhood or with my siblings or with other children pretty much at all it just it didn't happen random right went to school and because of that because a lot a lot of children do i was mm, i was far worse than them just because they had practice before they were seven yeah. they already had some practice just because they played I, I didn't because I wasn't introduced to it. I, I didn't, I didn't find that intrinsic pleasure in in playing and doing sports before I was seven. So when I was seven, I was worse than others. So my um, PE uh, teachers were like were treating me uh, worse because of that, and other children were treating me worse because of that. Like they wouldn't choose me for their team and etc. Uh, you know, standard standard story. Um, yeah. So when I finished primary school, I wasn't very good at sports or very interested in sports because I still wasn't introduced that it's a cool thing. Um, the way I was treated didn't show me that it's a cool thing that I, I could like, and I just didn't have the practice. And so the story continued until uh, the end of school when I was still far worse than average, uh, or certainly worse than average, because I just I didn't have that, right? And it's funny you, you you think about basketball because basketball is the thing I really enjoyed in high school. And here's the reason why. The reason why is because we usually split to two groups. Most of the class was playing football and that was the the the, the good players game, 
the for for, for the players <laughs> that that knew what they were doing, and there was yeah. a, a bunch of nerds that uh, felt um, like outsiders and didn't really want to play and didn't really derive fine from that. And we could do another thing uh, on a different uh, field or in different uh, hole. Uh, so we did, and just because of the random circumstances of of how the, the 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 gym was set up, if they were playing football and they were always playing football because what else? Then we're playing basketball, and so basketball was fun. And I I'm, I'm terrible. I know nothing about it. I I'm, I just I'm not interested in it. But it was a lot of fun just because I wasn't I wasn't punished. I wasn't yelled at. I wasn't treated uh, worse. It was just me and other nerds and outsiders who are just doing it for fun outside of the purview of, of the of the teacher and that was fun we were just doing it for the intrinsic reasons and that was great and exactly that's what that's why i know the subject is semi-related to what we discussed in the last episode and to the book but it is related because it's the intrinsic motivation it is why why we do what we do and um and and children especially are like this when they're interested genuinely interested in something they want to pursue it but if you push it too hard if you push like if you stress them too much they might lose the interest because then it becomes the manipulation we discussed the 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 you know that, that's why if you if you if you give me too much too many competitions if you give me like if you stress me too much about it like it stops being fun it stops being something i do because it's not i don't want this anymore right and 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 very often, like in the case of children, what, I, what, what we're saying and from my experience is that you not only, like what we discussed in the last episode, it's not only I'm going to get a worse, I'm, I'm going to become a worse dancer because I'm not going to go to competitions. I'm just going to drop it completely. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, so, so by trying to push it too much, you're not only making me worse, you're actually making me drop it completely, which is quite the opposite of what you wanted in the first place. Uh, another very very short story because we have more to say about uh, me and sports in in school. I'm not sure if, if 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 I even ever told you this, but I was in a cycling club, like a sports thing, for a couple of months. Yeah, I did tell you that. No, 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 you didn't tell me. But I, I well, I know you like cycling, so I was, I was. I, yeah, I, 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 I like cycling, it. but it's it's uh, it's kind of. But you were like in this pro cycling yeah, club thingy, a, a pro cycling club thingy. The, Whoa. Yeah, that was in primary school. There was this this guy, uh, this trainer who was coming to primary schools every year, and he was testing us on like stationary bikes. And for whatever reason, I I I can't figure out why. Uh, he was like, "You're not so bad. Do you want to come?" And I'm not sure how that came to be. Maybe my parents convinced me. I was like, "Okay." And uh, yeah, I I came to some training sessions. I didn't enjoy it very much. It was very, very pro, like it was very um, focused on competing. And the other kids were obviously much better than I was. And I I, I took part in one race, uh, like uh, not on the, on the streets, like on a, on a uh, kind of in, in a, in a loop, track. one race. And I was the second, uh, f- second last. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I I dropped out immediately. I had no interest in it. Uh, it's just the 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 pro part, the fact that it was serious, that it was about competing, made me completely completely not interested in sp- sports like that ever again. Well, not ever, but for a long time. My daughter, um, uh, the, the 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 eldest one, she's a very good swimmer. We uh, signed her up for swimming classes because you know we wanted her to swim um, and she was good in this and then in the in the sports center where she went to the swimming classes in the second year they told us that she's really good and and because she's kind of skinny and she's uh, kind of you know she has long legs and everything that they, she, she's like a good um, you know potential for a good swimmer and they, they asked us to sign up send her up for another you know um, a, a year and she will be moved to a better class, you know, you know, the better swimmers. And we've, because, you know, we were crazy, we followed along the advice. And um, I wasn't sure about it, but, you know, we thought, you know, if they are saying she's good and she can, you know, swim. And she liked swimming. So I was like, if she enjoys swimming, like, like, why not? You know, she should do it. But 
she lasted like two months. After yeah. two months, she told me, Dad, this is stupid. I'm going there. I'm just doing laps. I hate this. Uh, like, uh, and especially because we decided not to bring her to every, you know, um, every uh, training session because she also had some other things that she wanted to do. So, so because she wouldn't always be there, the kids would just go ahead and be better because they would have more training. So she started getting worse and she said that it was just no fun. She was just doing laps and laps and laps all the time. There, there was no fun in swimming. So I, so when I heard that from her, I immediately canceled the whole thing and I said, okay, I don't want her to be discouraged. I, I want her to still enjoy swimming. And she does. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I knew like right then, I don't want a female version of Michael Phelps. Like she's my daughter. She likes swimming. She's, she's going to continue liking swimming. She's not going to be, you know, there because like immediately, like it was really, it was, man, it was second year of swimming for like, you know, six year olds or something. And then suddenly because she was fast, they just wanted her to become like, you know, the Michael Phelps of, of the, fem the feminine version of Michael Phelps of swimming. <laughs> Crazy stuff. So, but it's good that, you know, I'm happy as a parent that I really heard her. I was listening to her, to feedback saying, dad, I don't like this. It's, it's just, I, I just don't want this. And this is, you know, and I think I did good. <laughs> so let's talk about um, rewards and, and punishment. Um, how how do you remember your experience with, with that, with with your teachers or, or even with, with, with your parents was kind of being offered rewards for things except for, you know, uh, competing in, in sports, something you remember having experienced a lot? Before we move to grades and teachers, because this is a, something I want to really discuss today um, oh, yeah. <laughs> in detail, because um, this is very interesting. Um, I want to talk about a relationship with my parents. So my parents... Um, Uh, were uh, very good parents, like in the sense that they were also a very good couple. Like, if, like right. you know, they were so. So for me, they were a good uh, role model to 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 follow. But they were not perfect, and they had their lapses in judgment um, when it comes to you know teaching me things. And they would also sometimes use a carrot and a stick thing, and you know punish me for something or reward me for something. Not, many, not very often, because I wasn't uh, this rebel kind of guy who would just rebel against them and whatever. But sometimes, yes, I, I also had my, uh, you know, weaker moments. But I just remember vividly one time where I did something against their will. It was in high school. Uh, I actually, you know, went to see a movie that they didn't want me to see. I did it, you know, against their will, whatever, like, you know, this kind of rebel thing. And I remember that they grounded me because of that. And I remember that I completely didn't care about being grounded and stuff. I, I, the, the punishment for me was completely uninteresting. What was interesting was that I was ashamed of letting them um, down. Of, 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 you know, of, uh, not of not complying to what they were, you know, of letting them down, of, of not... Um, talking to them about it, mm -hmm. you know, why I want to see the movie and, you know, like just trying to, like, you know, not, not, not bringing this up, but just doing the, that, you know, behind their back. For me, for me, this was the worst punishment of to, to feel that I let them down, you know? So, so, you know, maybe I'm weird <laughs> or something, but, but, but to me, this was uh, uh, more important. And that's why when I was reading the book, I could relate to this moment. I was like, yeah. My punishment was my intrinsic punishment. Like what was my, you know, my, my, my feeling of, of letting my parents down was, was really the thing and, and of, of, of making a mistake, you know? So, so, so whether they would ground me or not, didn't make any, you know, it was, it was um, like, it wasn't, it didn't matter. Uh, and I think I had this feeling of letting them down because they would always talk to me about stuff. So, you know, they would really, you know, treat me as a partner mm. very quickly. Like, I remember they very quickly, uh, when I was growing up, very quickly, they were, you know, because I was the older brother, they would like, try to explain to me things and trying to, like, really level me, level me up. That's why when I did something stupid, I actually felt stupid, you know? So, so 
they because you know they were parents and they had this these moments that they would also you know still because they were taught like this to to punish and reward they would still do this but it didn't really matter because the first part what they did by putting me on their level putting me as a partner they created this moment where when i when i did something stupid i just felt like this right uh, what i'm what i'm trying to understand is why did you feel like you let them down is is that just because you didn't discuss with them because it it's still like maybe i didn't understand but it sounded like you uh phrased it differently but it it's it still sounded like you were mad for yourself for not complying with an arbitrary rule no no they they trusted me mm-hmm. they trusted i don't remember exactly the situation but they trusted me and then we discussed this and and i betrayed their trust by doing something you know by saying i'm going to you know by 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 agreeing with them on something and then doing something i i i, I completely against uh, against uh, their trust so right. for, i don't remember again i don't remember the situation so okay, well okay, but sure. i i remember that there was this this trust thing that we had and i betrayed it right so it was not really about the the arbitrary rule it, it's more like you weren't the man of your words exactly yeah. yes yes okay um so i think what i was trying to say is that my parents quickly really built this trust thing with mm-hmm. me so so this created this situation so i remember when they tried to do the same with my brother but my brother was was more rebellious mm-hmm. i remember that when he was rebellious and he was doing things against them i was kind of surprised I actually right. was confused because I didn't understand why he was rebelling. You know, I didn't understand why he was like, you know, um, uh, why he was doing something completely against them when they were trying to build this trust, the same trust um, uh, uh, relationship with him. So, so, um, so in the, at the end of the day, I think what I like about my parents was the fact that they were trying to build this trust thing. This, 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 you know, treat me as an equal, even though, of course, I wasn't their equal. Mm-hmm. And even when I, um, again, another situation, I remember when I wanted to skip school because there was a test coming and I didn't like the test. And I, I, it was biology. I hated biology. And um, I, was, I had really, um, I had every, very average grades from biology. And there was another test coming and I wasn't very pre- well prepared. So I was thinking, you know, I'm going to get an average grade again, or even worse. So it's not gonna, I'm gonna be more ashamed or whatever. And then it's not gonna be um, anything, you know, it's gonna influence my my grade, my, my total grade anyway, because it's gonna be average and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't wanna go. And then my, my and, and, but, but, but because we had this relationship with my parents, I told my father, I'm not going, you know, I because of these reasons. And he told me, okay, I hear you, but, Actually, um, I believe that you should never um, avoid responsibility. And resp- responsibility is to go to school and do the test. Uh, you can do whatever you want, but I think you shouldn't avoid it. You should learn to not avoid responsibility because you won't be able to avoid life in the future. Like This is the part of this, and you have to face it. If you don't face it, you're a coward. Mm-hmm. So I remember like, it, like he gave me this lesson. So instead of really forcing me to go to school, you know, like, you know, telling me that I have to go and whatever, he just told me that this is what he believed. So I went to school, I did the test, and um, by accident, I think, I got a good grade. <laughs> and because the teacher liked me, they actually, um, he actually, she actually asked me that because I got a good grade, maybe I want to actually try some harder to actually get a good grade in the end of the semester. So, so not only ah. I faced the music, but I even got a better grade in the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I got rewarded for my for not being covered. But uh, again, this was this kind of situation where um, where I uh, where the motivation had to be mine. You right. know, I had to decide to go and face the music. Because this is what my father believed, and, and and because I respected him, I went with it. Although, you know, being a child in high school, I didn't want to do it. So for me, my my experience was a little bit different, and you know, this is this is just 
the way I interpret it and the way I remember it, uh, my my parents might might uh, might or might not disagree. I I don't know. Like uh, some of it is from you know a long time ago, so I I might not remember every detail. But in general, um, my my parents were very hands off. Um, they didn't really punish nor reward. And much of that just just has to do with the fact that when when I was a kid, you know, I have two older siblings, which are 10 years older than me, and both of my parents were working. So I I just, I, I had to, you know, life forced me to, to learn to take care of my, myself and, and just um, be a little bit independent because my parents didn't have all the time of the world for me. Um, having, you know, two teenage children work. Um, so I guess that that might have a lot of, a lot to do with um, the way I, I just came to be the kind of person who really, really craves and, and needs a sense of autonomy uh, because I'm, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so used to it that, that just, I'll, I'll do what I what I want, and I I'll face the consequences, whether good or bad. But just even as a child, uh, people didn't tend to get in the way of my learning of of life, um, and so um, I remember as a kid doing a lot of things, playing in a lot of ways, just because it. It it seemed fun. It seemed fun. Um, I don't remember being specifically encouraged to do many of those things. I'm I'm sure I, I was to some extent. I, I remember um, having uh, like for example some kids magazines with like English when I was a kid. So I'm I'm, I'm sure that, that, that there was uh, that there was plenty of encouragement, but it was. It was subtle enough. I I don't really remember much of it. I just did things because uh, something seemed fun, or didn't do something because it, it didn't seem appealing. And so, uh, again, um, my my strong sense of uh, intrinsic motivation uh, might partially stem from that. That I just I I wasn't pushed very much in any direction. I just saw something fun, so I I did it. And when for, with, with school. My my parents didn't really push me very hard um, at all at school. Uh, sure, they encouraged me sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> if if I had the situation like like you that I didn't want to go to school for some reason, um, you know, my parents wouldn't stop me. Um, I don't remember a conversation like this, like this being said explicitly. Mm-hmm. But that was what I would do. Either I would go or I would not go. I would skip. And I would face the consequences, and that was all right. But I, I had to, you know, I would learn that on, on my own. And with with school specifically, I uh, a lot of scenes I remember are, uh, and this is something Alfie Cohn um, said in, in in the book about you know punishment and and uh, at school and and the way teachers treat children is. Some of the the scenes I remember most vividly uh, have to do with a grand injustice I uh, I was I was served for for something and you know these these little things that didn't matter in the grand scheme of things but but being um, mistakenly punished with uh, words of or uh, or a grade um, for something I didn't actually do or, you know, uh, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. everybody has has uh, uh, memories like that. And uh, that that wasn't very motivating uh, at all. I just continued to kind of do as I please, I guess, and face the consequences. So what your parents did actually was 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 great and paid off i mean this give you the autonomy um that you wanted and and like so many things that we discussed here on the show that you've learned when you were pretty young like just because you wanted this and then you could it was it's perfect and i think this is um also what i got from my parents like also lots of autonomy lots of trust that's why you know and not 
it wasn't about disobeying them, but it was more of like, you know, losing their trust, which I didn't want to lose. Um, but at school, now that I'm thinking about it and, and, and the grades and stuff, I was a straight A, a student. Yeah. And to maintain this status, I also had to get A's from things I didn't really like. Right? Because it's not like I, I, I was interested in lots of things. And you know me. I'm a, also a like, generalist. I like lots of things. Like I'm, I'm interested in many things. I, you know, uh, that's why I'm an entrepreneur as well, you know. Uh, but it's, I like many things. But still, there were things that I didn't like. And for example, now this is a, Kind of shameful, but uh, I'm going to say this. Because of that, I had no problem cheating. Yeah. <laughs> and and this, I don't think the school wanted me to feel like this. Uh, I don't think the grades justified, like, you know, they, they, they wanted to learn, to teach me that, you know, the, the means are good, like, um, the, the end justifies the means. Like, you know, that I can cheat, like on in a, for example, history class, because I'm not really interested in history, but I need to learn these dates, so I'm going to freaking create a cheat. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have it. I'm going to use it. Right? So I remember when I was watching like American movies, like uh, when they started appearing in Poland and when I was watching some American movies and then the cheating was so bad and whatever. And I'm like, cheating is bad? Cheating is normal. Like, like, so what I'm saying is like, <laughs> I don't feel like this right now anymore. But what I'm saying is that this is what school taught me. The cheating is great because just this way I can memorize all these dates, which, you know, it, it, so instead of like creating, you know, curiosity in history and biology, whatever, very often we were just told these things to learn them and memorize them. And this created the opposite yeah. reaction in me. If I have to memorize it, I'm going to freaking do a cheat sheet. Yeah. Um, school, um, you know, my experience with, with school is like like everyone um filled with um bullshit um and not very effective at at teaching there were three maybe two two or three teachers in my you know 12 year school career that were great teachers and thanks to them i learned a lot about the subject um like for example in uh, middle school um, I got into chemistry. Most of that I, I don't remember anymore. It was mm -hmm. it wasn't even important for me to be good at it. It wasn't important for me to get the grades. But the teacher, she made it a lot of fun, and she was a great teacher. And she didn't. Um, she 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 just she didn't kill the curiosity. Uh, she didn't put up obstacles like school tends to do to kill the curiosity and you know that stuff is fascinating and so i i i would stay after school which i i would never ever do before or after uh with uh, <laughs> some of my friends too and we'll learn a lot uh and i went to like um regional kind of um co competition and i i i got uh i i i had I was really good. I I don't remember exactly uh, what the result was, but the result was such that I could choose any high school I wanted because I I had the uh, laureate status, whatever. Um, I wow. did it just just because. And in high school, I had a bad chemistry teacher, and I didn't care at all, and she was very resentful uh, to me for it. But it was never about chemistry. It was just like fun to learn something that was fun. Um, otherwise, most of school was a very uh, killed interest in a lot of subjects, which many years after, for me, uh, you know, um, learning about the world just because, just because it's kind of interesting. And I, I, I found it fascinating to watch YouTube videos or read books about biology, about history, history, for Christ's sakes, history. And, and, and just find them fascinating after 12 years of absolutely abhorring those, those things. The, the, the difference between our experiences is because, um, because I wasn't pushed in any particular direction um, by my parents and I, I, I didn't internalize 
you know, school as something I have to be perfect at. At some point, I I decided, nah, this is kind of bullshit, and uh, I'll learn the stuff I either absolutely need or want. And so, I almost never ever cheated. Uh, maybe a couple of times, but far far below average because I I didn't care. I mm-hmm. I would get a, a good grade if uh, I learned or if you know something just flew into my yeah, my brain good. and and got remembered or i would get a, a poor grade but you know i i school failed to to do what uh it succeeds at teaching most people which is you know uh grades are the most important so cut corners and and cheat but uh it was it was just by accident that school didn't failed to teach me about uh, cheating being a, a thing you do yeah, I was, and that's why I, you know I feel ashamed of this. You know, I feel ashamed that you know I was like this. Um, um, and I think later, later in high school, I started realizing that it wasn't really the way to go. But to me, actually, school succeeded in creating this pressure mm-hmm. of getting good grades. And 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 I was like this, and I like I'm not proud of it. And and you know, uh, uh, now I'm looking at this, and I'm like, whoa. It, it's not a good thing. That's why when I was reading this book and and, and he was actually, Alfie Kahn is actually, you know, questioning why grades are even necessary at all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on one hand, you want to rebel against it because, you know, there's always been grades. Like how otherwise we would, you know, judge anyone. But then you think about it, like, do we have to judge? Like, shouldn't we... Bo- like, shouldn't we all about be about feedback loops? Shouldn't you get feedback from, you know, what you know and, and you know, learn from that and be better? Um, do you really need the grades to grade, you know, against each other, to grade, grade you know, to, to see who's the, who's the best, who's the worst? Like, do we really need that? And, um, and, <laughs> and I don't know. I, you know, uh, for example, my, uh, my daughter right now in her school, she doesn't get grades yet. She's in mm. primary, in early primary, and uh, they don't do it yet. They do tests, but the, the tests are just for them to, you know, to learn, and then they, they are being corrected, but there are no grades at the end of mm. the test. There was just feedback, you know, what you did wrong, what you didn't. So, you know, so there is like a feedback mechanism, but there are no grades yet. And I'm like, whoa, this is refreshing and this is nice. Like that, you know, um, that she can just, you know, be herself, like, you know, be motivated to, to learn this and not to get grades. Because really, when I look back in my past, very often I was just motivated to get grades. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. Like this this idea of abolishing or mostly abolishing grades is is so so revolutionary, so unorthodox that it's even uh, for me it's hard to conceptualize um, because it's just it's so fundamental, right? It's just yeah. it's how it's how you how you do things. It's how you get to the next level. And I, but but I guess I think the the big problem with with this is that I think it goes further than schools, uh, and it 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 gets you back to the fundamental question to which you and I might have a different opinion to, um, I don't know, most of society or, or maybe not explicitly, but implicitly, which is what is school for? Because if school yeah. is supposed to um, teach you fundamental skills or if school is supposed to um, make you interested in learning for its own sake, then perhaps uh, we really don't need grades because why would we need them? Like, really, if they're they're just supposed to um, give you answers to how well you're doing, which is important, then there are not just different ways of doing this, but better way of doing this. Like, I, I hardly ever remember getting uh, much of any feedback from any uh, teacher at school. I would either get a grade and see correct or incorrect answers on on some test. Most of these questions were obviously completely irrelevant to anything, uh, just BS. Yeah. Um, and when there was something um, um, more open-ended, like writing, 
where I could use um, feedback from someone who who can write better, then I wouldn't. It'd just be a great and maybe some mistakes, but I, I wouldn't really get any of that. But um, and we discussed this, and maybe we should get back to to this and Seth Godin's book, um, "Stop Killing Dreams." I think is the name. Yeah, uh, yeah. School yeah. is very mm-hmm. much organized towards this kind of industrialized uh, workforce and the factories may have changed but now instead of factories we have corporations and uh, the way school and then universities are set up is 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 quite a, a, a good way of preparing yourself to to life if by life you mean working for typical um, in, in typical corporate environment then that is that is very successful. Uh, so <laughs> I think it goes farther uh, than just schools. You know, Radek, when I stopped caring about the grades is when I went to the university. Because then I just realized that grades don't mean stuff, that they're, they're really not that important, that what's, your, what's, what's important is really like what you learn. And in the university, the good thing is that you, you start choosing what you really want to learn. So I had to choose explicitly, you know, what I want to study. I had to study business. And of course, there were, there were, there were subjects there which I didn't like that much, statistics, uh, and some subjects that I really liked. And I remember the thing I hated at the university, vividly hated, was standardized multiple choice question tests at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. This was the thing that killed everything for me. The whole creativity, the everything. Because when you do a standardized, like multiple choice questions tests, to me it was like I could answer all of these answers and give you and explain why. But then I had to guess what the author really meant. Yeah. So which which answer is the right one? You know what they really wanted from me, and I was rubbish at these tests. I was so bad. I would hardly pass them. That's why, very quickly, I stopped caring about grades because I would get really bad grades from mm-hmm. this. Cause, cause, and, and this was like, you know, just think about it. There is a subject. I really like it. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's lots of fun. And then at the end of the school year, they'd give me this test and I get, you know, a D, you know? Like, and I'm like, really? This is how you see me doing this subject? I really loved it. It was fun. But the end result was the multiple choice question thing. I was really bad at this. I got a D. And and there was one particular. I remember there was we were studying management and organization, something which which I'm doing right now, or running my company. And I loved the subject, and I was actually studying additional stuff. And I and 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 uh, uh, the teacher, um, the professor, uh, asked me to asked me to actually run one of the you know one of the sessions i was i was i was teaching other students from my class some new material uh, based on what i what i've learned and then at the, at the end of the school year there was standardized test there was the multiple choice question i got a d mm-hmm. and then there was the oral exam and at the oral exam there was the main professor and he when he saw my standard like, like my, my test result he was like ah so mr slewinski i assume that you didn't really um you didn't really um, enjoy the subject at all from what you got. And I was like, no, sir. I loved this. Just this test is shit. I loved it. The, the subject was great. I actually did uh, run one lesson based on this and this and this. And then this professor was like, oh, really? And he, was, he got interested. We started getting a, a... So we had a very nice conversation. And, after, and then he asked me about some things and I explained to him. And at the end of the day, he gave me the very good grade from the oral exam because then he realized that I was actually for real that I was really interested and and but but just think about it how this stupid test you know kills motivation to do anything mm-hmm. yeah and that that does bring us to to one point from punished by rewards um which has to do with uh teaching students and raising children which is that Alfie Kant talks about how when you're punishing or rewarding, not only it doesn't work in the long term for the reasons why we explained um, la- uh, last week, but also you're not tackling the you're not tackling the the core problem. Like 
if if someone is is not learning or not not behaving the the way we we'd like um there there's there's there isn't necessarily one silver bullet like we're lazy so we want a silver bullet and a characteristic exactly. is, is easy but the underlying reason for for this might be very there might be a hundred different reasons which might be different for every kid and the harder thing to do but better more effective is instead of you know polishing or rewarding is to work with someone with a person not it's it's not not just control and manipulate a child like a thing like a, a rat but to work with a person and and talk with them and explain and discuss to solve a problem together and because if if you don't understand the the core problem then you might not have a solution and they already might have a solution they they you might have an insight you you don't have and it's 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 hard but you know what depends on what you really want to achieve do you want to um do you really want a child to just grow up to shut up and be obedient because th- that's that's really what it is all about uh, much of the time uh, good behavior is it's yeah. kind of a euphemism isn't it it's it's just it's just uh, good good behavior is obedience and not being a nuisance to to adults uh that's what good behavior usually means um and 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 do we just want that or do we want you know uh kids to grow up to be an you know adults that that question that figure things out um that develop a a moral backbone and and not just understanding of um rules based on punishment for being caught and understand why certain things are not okay, and learn to make decisions too. Uh, yeah, I I think what you experience with that um, uh, that professor, and I I think that's a rather unusual experience even in in college, and and not to mention like in in high school or middle school, it would never happen. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm, you have no idea how how many times I, I would have preferred to 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 explain to the teacher why this test is shit, um, but of course I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And if I did, I would be punished. Uh, so exactly, you know what what is what is really your goal? Uh, plain obedience or or growing and learning? Yeah, what's what's what like how we want to raise our children? How we want to be raised? Like how we want to interact with others? Do we want to do as as you mentioned? Work with others spark curiosity together figure things out together or do we want to manipulate or do we want to you know get what we want and nothing else but yeah. um, what i like from this book is this information that you're not only not getting what you want you, it's, it's, it's actually worse yeah you think you're getting what you want <laughs> you're actually <laughs> doing yourself a disservice and shooting yourself in the foot mm-hmm.